Good morning, I'm Nathan and this is Word in Motion. This is a pod for looking in the mirror of scripture each day, seeing our imperfect selves and making one change each day to live and love as God intended. So how'd it go yesterday? Did you find some small way to fulfill your mission? To be a witness to Jesus in some small way? Well, today's passage, the second half of Ephesians 1, begins with an interesting phrase. It says, for this reason, which forces us momentarily to look back at what Paul has just finished saying. So where did we stop yesterday? Verse 13, in him Christ, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. So, the reason you've been sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, the guarantee of our inheritance, ultimately for God's glory, then what? For this reason, then what? Continuing into verse 15. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks to you, for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might, so that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So, The reason you've been sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, the guarantee of our inheritance ultimately for God's glory. For this reason, Paul does not cease to give thanks and to lift the church in prayer, that they would increase in wisdom and revelation, knowledge of God, that they would know the hope. The reason is the church in Ephesus is not Paul's work. It's not the Christian's work. It is a work of God. Remember going back yesterday, verse 3, he's blessed us. Verse 4, he chose us. 5, he predestined. 6, his glorious grace. And I could go on. Almost every verse in yesterday's passage points back to giving God the credit because he deserves it. So if the church is a work of God, then he can be thankful, even in their current unfinished state, Paul can be thankful Even in their current unfinished, imperfect state, he can join them in prayer for increasing completion. He tells the Philippians he knows the good work that was started in them will be completed in God's time. So what does that do for you today? Well, your ministry, your life as a witness to Christ is set up by God. Your ministry is also as yet imperfect and incomplete. The work hasn't been completed, but we can be sure it will be completed. So be thankful for it now. As a pastor, we're feeling a little bit of pressure these days, at least I am, 
And this is a totally worldly way to see it, okay? So I'm, I'm confessing sin here already, but sometimes it feels like with everyone forced to do church online, that instead of quote-unquote competing with churches in our community, we're up against the biggest, fanciest, most sophisticated churches out there. And every week feels like an audition where if we don't do well, then when the doors open again someday, that the people won't come back. Now, that's a completely worldly way to look at it. And I confess I've had those feelings from time to time. But that's why Paul's reminder, his view is so critical. The global capital C church, the bride of Christ, is God's doing. Not any one pastor or church or leadership not any one Christian or group of Christians. We are all in this together, and we can safely pray for each other's success and fulfillment because it's all a work of God at the end of the day. He's the one who deserves all the credit. So be thankful for the work God is doing in you and be thankful for the work he's doing in every other believer around you. Let's root for each other. Let's pray for each other. So today... Let me challenge you to take a minute to pray for a church in your community that you don't attend. Pray as Paul did. Maybe a church even outside of your denomination. Pray as Paul did that God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. As he says, verse 18, having the eyes of their hearts enlightened, that they may know what is the hope to which he has called them. And as we join together in praying for each other, as we have Baptists praying for Catholics and Catholics praying for Methodists and Methodists praying for Presbyterians, imagine the global unification of that. We're all in this together. So as we come out of this quarantine season, we can celebrate each other's successes. We can learn from each other's failures and we can be the church together. Let me pray for you. God, give us self-awareness. Give us humility, not to be threatened by each other's successes, and not to certainly not to take joy in each other's failures, Lord, but to be rooting for each other. That as the church together, we would be the bride of Christ, Lord. That we would be together in this mission that you've given us. So give us the uh, humility, the self-awareness, the worldview even. To celebrate with each other. To weep with those who weep. Lord, to rejoice with those who rejoice to be your bride in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Nathan. This is Word in Motion. Have a great day.